This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Today, I am delighted to bring you a chat about understanding gender with Dr. Anvita Madan Behel, who has been a practicing psychotherapist for the last 15 years. She's also taught for the last 10 years in universities. She holds a PhD in counseling psychology from Columbia University. And the majority of her work is around gender disparities, psychosexual and relational therapy, reducing gender violence, mental health and diversity training. And she has worked and facilitated training at various universities and organizations in topics such as gender, ethnicity, race, religion, class, sexual violence. And she has extensive experience in understanding and conceptualizing issues based on diversity and culture. There is so much in this podcast. Listen to this. That sexual orientation actually has nothing to do with gender. And most people get really confused with that yes. idea. And that's because, you know, it was always LGBTQ. And the T was part of the community. So the T is a gender identity. Sexual orientation, uh, the LGBTQ is who do we want to have sex with or who are we attracted to romantically or sexually. T is a gender identity. What is wellness to you in the context of the topic understanding gender? The ideas of gender had become so tight and so restrictive. You know, we were we had put a label and we'd made a box and we had okay. said, if that's the label that you're given, those are the only things that you can do. And we know um, when we have worked with feminist literature and feminist work that that felt restricted to women, right? Like the fact that they couldn't go outside, they couldn't do things and everything. Uh, which is all gender-based in some ways. Um, so wellness really is that this restriction of not being complete or not actually being able to achieve everything to the fullest of your ability or wishes. The lacking of that because of gender is problematic. So when we can achieve that fullness, that completeness, uh, that's wellness for me. That is actually an incredible definition. Thank you for that. Now tell me, you know, as, as I said earlier, not understanding this particular topic is causing a lot of distress to a lot of people. You know, and I've heard from people that there's 23 genders, there's 100 genders. And I also heard from a lot of people I know that it's causing a lot of friction with the children. So people sort of over 35, over 40. And then there's the youngsters who've just grown up in a different world from us. Can you give me a basic explanation of gender identity? Yeah, and I think let's start there with some basic things because terms that I might use, you know, cisgender, which is roles that traditional people believe in, male and females. And, you know, just the way we think of who has hierarchy and who has power, basically. The world works with cisgender people, right? The male and female uh, in some ways. Um, and so they're on the top of the hierarchy. And people who 
have different gender identities are saying that they are minority and it's really difficult for them. But first, let me just backtrack and explain how we were taught that gender is something that's biological. It is male or female. And let me introduce this idea that problem with gender is that we've always been shown or it's been seen as something that is binary. It's one or the other. So the first de definition of gender we always start with is biological sex. So what are the chromosomes that you're born with? Is it XX or XY, right? So people think it's binary. If anything that people can take away from this, you know, talk is that if we can start thinking of gender on a continuum, like if you think about it on a continuum, rather than it is one or the other, what we know is that there are people who have chromosomes that could be XXY or XO, and they're called the middle sex. Middle sex is what in the, you know, as in they are given a lot of names, but there are people who might have no male or female reproductive organs or no organs or both organs so there are multiple you know ways but the point is there are people who are born with multiple reproductive organs not just male or female so sometimes they have to make a choice as to which one they want to retain or which one they want to give up sometimes they are born with none so they have to decide which one they will get constructed. So all I'm trying to explain is that this idea that it's binary is not true. And there's a beautiful book called Middlesex, which explains about, you know, somebody's journey. But as you can see, this is the continuum. So this is biological sex. Stop the myth that it's binary. Second is the idea, there is something known as gender identity. Okay, so gender identity is male, female, right? Once again, we see it as, oh, there can only be a male and there can only be a female. But we are introducing the idea once again that it's on a continuum. It's just not binary where it's only male and only female. So if it's on the continuum and then there are some people saying, I actually don't identify as being male or female and I want to identify as gender non-binary. And gender non-binary means they don't want to be seen as a male or a female. They are saying that they are gender neutral maybe is another word mm -hmm. that people would have said, but gender non-binary is more uh, the word that they want to identify with. And the Billions character, Taylor yes. Mason, really made it you know, in popular culture and she identifies as one and they tend to use the pronouns they, them. So once again, they're saying this doesn't fit us, this male, female, mm -hmm. like the gender identity, it, once again on the continuum and I will talk more about their experience because if we can think about things on the continuum but more mm -hmm. as a river so it's flowing and it's changing rather than oh it's on the continuum and if you land somewhere that's permanent again this permanency is problematic what they're saying is that one day I can wake up and I can feel very femme someday I can wake up and feeling very male, someday I can wake up feeling not gender non-binary. Like stop putting these boxes that say, if you choose this, that's it, you know, for lifelong, this is what it is. And they're saying, give it more fluidity, give it a continuum. And then the next thing that we can think about, so like I've done now biological sex, which is physiological, I've done male, female, and then it's gender expression. And what is gender expression? How masculine or feminine somebody is, you know? And once again, that also is on the continuum. And maybe this is something that 
people can relate with more because all of us have hated the fact that somebody has turned around and said, oh, why are you behaving like a woman? Or why are you behaving like a lady? Or why are you behaving like a man? Mm-hmm. Like men do this, women don't do this. This idea of masculinity and femininity is something that we are familiar with and we don't like it, right? And we don't want to be constricted. So once again, a continuum on which we land wherever we feel like landing. And as most of us would know, some days we can wake up and say, oh, I'm feeling so feminine and I want to wear a dress and I want to wear makeup. Once again, societal norms of what feminine means. So I must say that. Uh, but there are other things that we want, might want to do in that day is like so many people who want to say, I want to go and do construction or ride a bike in a dress. You know, this idea that you can't do those things. If you can get take away this idea that gender is not binary, but on a continuum and something that's fluid. Anvita, tell me, are they teaching them that at schools now? I have older kids, generations that's going through like learning biology and science. Are they teaching them about that? I don't actually know the curriculum at schools, okay. but uh, what I can say is that a lot of schools, even the youngsters, they are now thinking about pronouns, how to be addressed. Teachers might write at the bottom that this is how they you know, want to be called or identified. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're being more open rather than, you know, sending somebody for therapy because they say, oh, I I think I'm an alternate gender. Uh, They're being more welcoming about it. So there are a lot of clubs and conversations and talks and, you know, the PSETEE in London, that is in through that they're talking about um, other genders and everything. So there's definitely conversation. I'm not sure as to the curriculum. Yes, when I was in New York recently, I saw that even the bathrooms now are just it doesn't say male or female it's just you know it's just a common bathroom so yeah things are changing slowly now also can you explain to us what is the difference between the biological body and the psychological body so the you know, the body that you were born with and what happens if you feel different? Yeah, so if we go back to the continuums, right? In some ways, what we're saying is that, okay, I had a biological body that was born with a chromosome XX or XY. However, my gender identity or gender expression, feeling-wise, I feel the opposite. So say somebody was born with a female body, so breast and vagina, but they feel this doesn't feel right. So feeling-wise, they feel more male. They feel more masculine. They feel more complete when they, you know, express themselves with masculinity or maleness. Um, So they really feel like this body is a wrong body in some ways, and they want to transition. So the the word transgender, you know, Mm -hmm. is this idea that they're transitioning from one gender to another. And once again, you know, the complexity of gender a lot is that it's all continuums and, you know, everything has its own. So even in this community, how much someone wants to transition is a personal choice. Like some people feel really happy just cross-dressing. So they will lead their lives during the day 
being a woman at night they would cross dress as a man or they at somebody else might say no i want the cross dressing i want the hormones i want the changes in the body and i want a penis reconstruction you know so i want my body completely to change so how much transition and what feels enough for somebody or helps them feel contentment or at peace is an individual choice you know so there can be a lot of diversity even within the trans community this is anshu pahanda you can find our podcast wellness curated on apple spotify and a host of other channels from what i understood and tell me if i was i'm right where you are on the continuum gives you the different genders that people get very confused about there are so many genders is that right as in if i can help you understand even that kind of is fixated right i think mm-hmm. what they're saying is allow the fluidity i learned a lot about gender non binary through videos and ted talks and people and talking it was just fascinating i binge watched those uh, videos one person said you know i like to be addressed as she her but i mm-hmm. i identify as gender non binary somebody else said i actually don't want to be restrictive i can wake up one morning and i want to be identified as they them mm-hmm. or, but other days somebody would think me as a she her so they felt like there was more fluidity to their identity uh then once again being you know pinpointed and so i know this sounds confusing because if somebody changes their identity every day how do you know when what to identify however they then keep that openness you know they understand but i think the problem is that when if somebody has transitioned or if somebody has said they want to be known as they them or she her or he his and we force other gender rules that pre-exist in society that's what i think becomes problematic you know when people refuse to acknowledge them so again clarifying one of the questions that i've had about this from for the last 6 months is this issue about how do you address somebody the way i've understood it is just and you know i have young daughters and they've taught me a lot and that is just to ask and i find that in my daughter's company they all write their pronouns under the names now so if you just ask is that okay absolutely and and so i want to share a story because this is few years ago and 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 i think people are fearful and they feel like oh what is this i don't understand it it's lifelong wisdom why are people changing it yes it is scary but there are a lot of things that now are unacceptable which were acceptable like 20 years ago right so yes this is the transition period and you will get it wrong but people can see if you're trying trying um, and my favorite story is that i you know this is something that i learned a few years ago as an obviously i worked with gender a lot but it was mostly around transgender and gender but the gender non binary and i had what something on the billions character taylor mason and gender non binary and i was like oh i need to read up about this and the next day when i went to teach at a college one of the student identified as gender non binary and in my head all that went around was 
there was something about how they want to be addressed what was it how will i do it will i get it wrong will i you know really make it uncomfortable then what would happen and i just asked i said so how would you like to be identified they said they would be like to be called they and in my head i was sure that i would mess it up because you know your language is so she you you know and everything that his so i i just made a bit of an effort to make sure i was not addressing them as she or a he you know like that was the main i think effort that i put in and i used everything else that was present for me in the moment but i just made sure that i didn't call them by the she or the he i might have called them they i might have called them you or by their name or you know anything that i used and it was tough i'm not saying it wasn't tough because you have to really watch out for it but i must have done something there and i'm sure i made mistakes i had only met the student twice and few months later of no contact she approached me and said oh i'm going to another college can you like write a reference letter and i was i was touched but at the same time i was like i've only met you twice but in that intention i think or in that trying to you know do something that makes them feel comfortable i obviously did something right so you'll make mistakes but they'll teach you also but if you keep making the same mistake i think that's what becomes frustrating i love your story so historically why have people been then called men or women i'm assuming genders all these various genders have existed through the ages you know whether it's in mythology so why was it that people were put into the other boxes one of the things is that yes actually being the balance of the genders has been something that has been really ancient yin yang shiva the story of shiva the completeness of having the male female you know together and that perfect balance and if we go and look at traditions of american indian medicinal people medicinal people who used to actually do all the healing and all they reach those levels of spirituality spirituality because they would have the male female in them both and they could they could connect with their feminine and masculine mm-hmm. side you know it wasn't one or the other so i think what ancient literature and we were having this discussion yesterday i was having it with friends who are big into the rigveda and spirituality and mythology and they were talking about how the vedas actually don't mention gender so there was ability so based on your ability you might be part of the hunter gatherer or you might be home but it wasn't gender based but somewhere and i really you know somewhere have to get in patriarchy because the idea of patriarchy actually changes things because it establishes something somebody needs to be in power and somebody needs to be lower and then they attributed attributes connected to people who are in power are seen as good attributes and people you know attributes that are meant for people who are lower are bad so crying which i think is phenomenal and really gets all the feelings out um is something that is seen as a weakness you know and kamla has seen spoke really well about the fact that 
the problem is patriarchy the problem is not gender the fight is not against men because patriarchy is as bad for men as it is for women you know if we go yes. with the gender definitions because it restricts them in those boxes as well and not give them the fluidity and everything so i think you know to think about you know the idea of patriarchy and then creating power differences and demarcations and really boxing it more and more is i think how it evolved anvita from what you're explaining to me are you saying that there was fluidity before patriarchy caused male and female boxing i think there was gender neutrality all these ideas of stereotypes when i think of gender what i th- find most problematic is that i think it's the most stereotyped identity we do this right. lovely exercise that when we work with teenagers and young people and we take two dolls uh one wearing a pink dress and one wearing a blue dress and we ask them we give them adjectives you know uh, all adjectives like aggressive nurturing pilot uh, teacher dancer like things like that every group assigns male adjectives to the blue dress and the pink adjectives you know the feminine adjectives to the pink dress and so in some ways and what we process with them afterwards is can you imagine that a child is born into this world and within 5 seconds of or you know today if you know the gender before the child is born you already have ascribed all these identities on them that this is how you will be this will be your career choices this is how you'll behave this is what is allowed to you this is what is not allowed to you without actually allowing them to grow up as humans like and today it's so retail driven that you actually can't even go to a shop and buy clothes yes. that wouldn't have you know a flower or a train like you know so you have just mm. like it's so nurtured in some ways so you know you can ask that question was there gender neutrality what i will say in return is the problem today is that it is so prescribed and nurture driven that we allow no room for how an individual feels or wants to be because as soon as they are born we are told this is what men are this is what women are this is how you have to behave this is how you're not to behave this is what you're allowed to wear this is what you're not allowed to wear you know so it's so we know that nature nurture my my issue more is that do we actually allow for nature you know it's all so nurture in some ways so where's the nature so we don't know the answer what was there thousands of years ago because it's now so prescribed yeah that's so true and uh, thank you for su- suggesting that book transgender that was very useful for anybody who wants to explore more about it do you have any advice for people any last words of wisdom sexual orientation actually has nothing to do with gender and most people get really confused with that yes. idea and that's because you know it was always lgbtq and the t was part of the community and i first learned about it when i started studying in Minnesota and i had somebody who identified as a lesbian and she was going to do gender and she said can i get the t from the lgbt and put it with gender so the t is a gender identity sexual orientation 
uh, the LGBTQ is who do we want to have sex with or who are we attracted mm-hmm. to romantically or sexually. T is a gender identity. And I think it was part of the community because the politics was very similar. The rights were very similar. The struggles were very similar. So yes, there is a strong affinity. But I think because what you have to understand is that somebody can be transgender or somebody can be, you know, identify as something else and still identify as lesbian or gay or bisexual or something. So there are two identities, two separate identities. And my final thought would be the problem is the boxes. People don't want those restrictions. They want to be able to pick and choose rather than be stuck in you know, this is what we are. They want to be able to do different things because a lot of times we are not able to actually make choices that feel right for us because of these gender impositions. So breaking the boxes and allowing for the fluidity um, and not getting really caught up in, oh, you know, but they were this yesterday, but they were this yesterday, they were this yesterday. Just be respectful of where they are today and who they are today. They're not asking you to change. They're not asking you to become a different gender or whatever. But if that feels right to them, if that feels, you know, complete to them. Think about how much pressure, mockery, um, ridicule, stereotype, bias they face, but they still make those choices of being gender non-binary or transgender or otherwise must be such an important identity for them. So rather than questioning it, try understanding it and supporting it. That was beautifully put, really beautifully put. And the one thing, again, you made a very important point at the end, that gender and sexual orientation are different. You know, the empathy and the respect is so important. So thank you, Anvita. That was such an incredibly enlightening talk. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. And here's to you leading your best life. Mm